Hello, Fangirl Nation. It is 49ers Fangirl, joined as always by my co-host, Stephanie McCarroll, our Jaguars Fangirl. Hello, Steph. How are you? I'm doing well. It's been quite a week. It sure has. It has been quite a week in the NFL. Um, But before we get to that, you guys may or may not know that Stephanie is also Warriors Fangirl, and the Warriors have a big night coming up. Yes, they do. It's so exciting. So tomorrow they're going to have their season debut, regular season debut. And they're and actually, to- for those of you guys listening, it's actually tonight. We are recording Monday today. So tonight <laughs> they will have their regular season debut. Right. And so they get their rings, their championship rings in front of OKC Thunder. So it'll be a pretty big night for Kevin Durant to receive his second ring in a row in front of Wessel Westbrook. Westbrook and crew. So it'll be, it's going to be a fun night. Well, that is exciting. Um, this is a very busy month in sports. We've got the NFL, the NBA kicking off, and of course, baseball playoffs. We are in the ALCS and NLCS right now. Um, and hockey has started. So it is, uh, October is basically a sports fan's dream. Um, and we are midway through and it's been, it's been exciting on, on all counts. It has not disappointed. So let's delve into NFL week six and then take a look at week seven. Um, let's actually start with, let's start with that Patriots chiefs game. We had the goat versus the new kid on the block. I just myself branded it that, um, I'm sure I wasn't alone, but, uh, that was quite a game. Yeah, it, it really was. I was curious to see how, how both teams would, you know, fare to be honest, because, you know, Mahomes is one of those kids that finds his receiver and he's, he's. He's the real deal. I mean, I, I, you know, I wasn't sure with the first two, three games. Now I think it's, it's just so obvious that the kid is going to be great. Um, everything about him, he's just so poised, so ready, so mature. He makes good decisions. And I wasn't sure how the Patriots were going to handle it. And of course, Tom Brady, you knew he was going to produce because he's Tom Brady. He has, totally. and, and with Josh Gordon, you know, I was just waiting for that. I know he could went to him a lot. So that you could see that they're definitely working him into the system there. But it was just, it was interesting to see, but it was just toe to toe and they were going, you know, basically possession for possession and it was exciting to see and you know I'm 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 excited that the Chiefs are good again I'm 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 excited I but it it was a it was a it was a different game you know but you know some of his immaturity showed up but at the same time when it was a tough team to beat and uh at you know at Foxborough and of course you know he, he he came close he came very close he came very close and really he did everything he could do. You know, you can't give Tom Brady that much time, but by the same token, it's always an interesting conversation in football when, you know, we say, well, you can't leave that much time on the clock. It's important not to score too early. Well, it's also important to score. So it's worse to not score at all than to score too early. Right. Um, and there's a situation where he found his receiver and he found his man and, you know, the Hill got the touchdown. It was amazing. So I think, you know, and then you give Tom Brady three minutes left. It, yeah, it's most likely Tom Brady's going to come out on top, but I don't know that that clearly is not a Mahomes issue. Um, and that was just a great, great game. And I think very much potentially um, an AFC championship preview. And I know we've talked about a few different AFC championship previews over the last mm-hmm. several weeks. We talked about it when the Jaguars played the Chiefs uh, and we've talked about, but I just think that that game really showed us a lot and it's a great story. You know, you have your 41-year-old quarterback against 
you know, this, this kid. And um, you're right. He's the real deal. Patrick Mahomes is the real deal for sure. And I think as, as the playoffs come, which obviously we're still a few months away, the question for him will be, will his defense be able to, you know, come through for him and for that team when they need it. And that of course remains to be seen, but that was a great football game. And um, I think we're going to all have a lot of fun watching Mahomes uh, for years to come. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the Jaguars who got beat pretty badly by a struggling Cowboys team. Steph, are you concerned about uh, your guys in Duval? Yeah, I, I definitely am. I'm getting to that point because I think, I mean, they've definitely been hit very hard with injuries. I mean, on everything from the left tackle to, you know, they're run, they have no running backs anymore. <laughs> they don't have, you know, they don't have protection for Bortles at all. Then on the defensive side, you know, they're getting worked and, you know, Ramsey was obviously hurt. Then you have, you know, people in linebackers, like you could see just, you could see the way they were playing when, even on the blitz that something was wrong with Malik Jackson. He was coming out, uh, you know, they were stuffing the box, which is something I expected them to do. But, um, you know, Zeke was just running all over him. And then you could tell Malik Jackson was hurt. So he was coming back out trying to make the tackle and missing. So it was, um, you know, it definitely showed and they kept saying, well, next guy up. But the thing is, is that that defense is built in such a way that they can't allow somebody to get, 17 points on them because they they don't score the, the their whole the game they play is run the ball and don't let them score but if so if they let them score 17 to zero they're not going to be able to come back it's just not the type of team they are so um at this point if they let you know any team get that on them you know it's just about over it doesn't matter how good the defense is at that point because they they won't be able to score they just won't right. <laughs> right. And Not with I, and company. Well, and I think that also brings up my next question is Blake Bortles. Um, they paid him a lot of money. They talk a lot about him as the franchise QB. Um, can they truly win with Blake Bortles? You know, I don't know. I, I thought a lot about it when, you know, of course, you know, you see quarterbacks go like Mahomes, you know, and you see quarterbacks in the 2016 and you know, the Jaguars stuck with Bortles through a lot. And then they elected to go with like um, Fournette as a running back. And I think, you know, hindsight's obviously 2020, but, you know, he I've seen some really great things from Blake Bortles. I especially to start the season and when he played the Pat Patriots, for example, when he, was, when he played the Patriots, he was locked in. He totally knew where his receivers were. He did his, you know, rotations. He was great in the pocket. But then once his O-line went, it was it was just, it was tough. I mean, he couldn't, he didn't, he just couldn't compete. So I think at the end of the day, it's about an, an entire football team. There's so many components. You know, you have, you know, literally 22 moving variables and it's it's not going to be just on Blake Bortles. I think it's on a lot of things. I mean, they're definitely hurting, you know. But it but the thing is, the season is early. What's amazing to me is the AFC South. There's a three way tie <laughs> for mm-hmm. first, and that and the Jags are in it. So you know, never say die. I mean, the, the, when the playoffs come around, it could be a totally different 
league. I mean, they, the Chiefs could be banged up at that point, and maybe the Jaguars get all their people back. You know, if they're even expecting Austin Sefren Jenkins to come back in about eight weeks. So, you know, when you you just don't know, you have to let the season play out. So, you know, a lot of things can happen between now and then. So it's early. It's you know, it's not great, but they have three wins, and you know, you you know, I've seen I've seen stranger things. So. Um, I think their core, what they do, is is a good team. It's a good football program. So we'll just have to wait and see at that point. But I'm not ready to just completely shut them out right now. And who do the Jags have coming up this week? Um, we have we play. Let's see, Texas, Houston. Okay, the Houston Texans. Okay, so um, that is actually an important game though because you have a part of your three way tie in there. Yeah, huge divisional game. I mean, the Cowboys, if if they hadn't showed up against the Cowboys, which I expected them to do, you know, they'd be in first place and they'd be going against a division rival. Now, that would have been perfect. They needed that win, but they didn't get it. But I do think it can light a fire. Sometimes when you, you lose, you know, they, they the Jaguars have had a lot of talk. I mean, they, everybody's talking from every angle, you know, about how they're the best, they're the best defense, all this stuff. And when you get hit like this in the tees, I think mm-hmm. it can be really good for a football team to say, hey, you know what? You you can talk as much as you want, but at the, at the end of the day, you're going to have to produce. You're going to have to win. And, if, you know, that's something that I'm hoping will light a fire under them because it's it's kind of embarrassing for them to talk so big and then to produce like this. It just is. No, I think that's I think that's fair. And there were a lot of expectations on this team going into the season because uh, they'd made it so far last year. So I think um, I completely agree with that. So uh, we will see how it goes this week against the Texans. They will be back home. Uh, so that, I think, always helps the situation. But uh, we will see. I think it's actually – it's an important statement game in some way for the Jaguars, some ways for the Jaguars. So um, – we shall see how that goes. Uh, another person I or team I want to talk about and then an individual talking about big expectations, of course, was uh, we saw the Eagles and Giants game last week. Uh, the Eagles won. I don't I think the Eagles have been struggling. The Giants certainly made them look like a much better team than they potentially are. Uh, but the Giants are really struggling and we are seeing a emotional Odell Beckham Jr. on the sideline. And I know that he is getting a lot of flack for that. But, you know, something I wanted to talk about is it's his career too. And he is in a situation where the Giants don't seem to be doing a lot uh, to help him or the team. And I think Eli's time is, Eli Manning's time is probably coming to an end. Um, And I I almost don't blame Odell. I mean, he's he's a passionate guy and he's an emotional guy and I know he can create, you know, drama here and there. Um, and I've certainly criticized him for it in the past, but I have to say now I kind of feel for him. Yeah, a hundred percent. I do too. I mean, um, you know, yes, he signed the big contract, but I think he said it himself pretty well. He said, you know, money is not everything. And there's a, when you get to this kind of point in your career where you're the best in the game and, you know, he is arguably the best, you know, at his craft, what he does it can be, I can imagine it being very frustrating not to have it thrown to you, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you do get it thrown, it's so short that you're going down just to catch the ball. When he does want it high, you know, put it here. And this is another situation where you have to question, you know, 
the GM and what's going on with the Giants because, you know, they benched um, Eli Manning last year. And so they had a draft as well. And yeah, they, chose, absolutely. they chose to stick with their guy. And here you have the best receiver in the game. And, you know, you have to wonder what's going on because, I mean, yes, you, he, he needs somebody to throw the ball to him. And that's, it's, I, I don't know. I, you have to be able to question that. And I think that there's con- constructive ways to do it. You know, maybe he shouldn't have done, you know, full on, but he was asked a very pointed question and he answered it truthfully. And I don't think, I don't think you should get penalized for that. I mean, but at the same time, yeah, it might create a rift. It's just, there's got to be a balance, but I think he's getting a little bit of a hard time from at all ends because it has to be incredibly frustrating for him. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, with his comments, you know, he says uh, they talked about him as a team and, you know, he addressed it. And that next week they did come out strong. But, of course, this past week they did not. Um, and I completely, you know, understand his frustration and I don't know what's going to happen there. And it's interesting with, you know, Eli Manning having been benched last year and there was so much criticism around it. Um, but maybe McAdoo knew what he was doing. Um, I think the problem is he got benched without a clear plan of what the next steps were. Uh, and I think that's the problem generally that they have going on. There seems to be no plan as to what they are going to do next. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. They take on the Falcons this week, uh, who are also struggling uh, and continue to struggle. Uh, so, you know, it could be a game uh, where the Giants can bounce back, but they're not bouncing back from anything against anybody um, if Manning continues to play like that and they continue to struggle in the way they've been struggling. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens throughout the season. I don't, obviously this team is not going to make like a massive turnaround and get to the playoffs and be a great story, but can they win games? Can they get the ball to Odell? And if not, they need to start thinking about what they're going to do next. Um, you know, and Eli Manning's had a great career, but unfortunately careers do come to an end. And I do think quarterbacks, which maybe it's true of all players, but we see a lot in quarterbacks when they start to go down, they go down fast. Um, yeah. and I think we are definitely seeing that with Eli Manning. And, and honestly, we saw it a little bit with Peyton Manning, uh, but he had that spectacular defense around him and a team built around him and they were able to win a Super Bowl. but you know, it certainly was not Peyton Manning's finest year. Right. So, and- one of the things that I think is kind of common, but just the common thread that you're starting to see in the NFL and things are changing a bit. And I think it started with Richard Sherman. You know, he would he would call out his teammates right then there on the spot. Didn't matter where you were, didn't matter who you were. And he expected those guys to take it and take that and say, gosh, I got to be better. I got to do this. We got to do this. You guys, you know. And it was, it's a, it's a meant to drive them. It's a meant to light a fire under them. And then there's pe- there's people on the team that couldn't take it. And there's people that could take it and run with it. And then you see it in different areas of the league. And this, you know, especially now that he's with the 49ers, um, seeing Richard Sherman do what he's done for those players, that, that's just, that's sort of a way that some players that's how they respond when we're losing. They're going to, they're going to go all over you. And then some players, you know, like Eli Manning's not probably going to want to hear it from somebody, you know, that he, you know, he's just not. So whether or not they can take the criticism, I think it's just a, just something that you're going to see more and more in the NFL and how it's going to like really translate to on the field. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that is absolutely true. 
Um, we saw a game yesterday and the team that I would like to talk about a little bit because I think they might be a little bit of a surprise, and that is the Miami Dolphins, um, who were yesterday led by the great Brock Osweiler. And um, interest, Brock Osweiler is an interesting guy. I mean, he does seem to come into certain games and just, you know, they they win and it's exciting and then things seem to go terribly wrong. But yesterday was one of those games where they won and it was exciting and even after the fumble at the one-yard line. Um, but the Miami Dolphins are sort of quietly becoming a force to be reckoned with in the league. Yeah, I thought that I, it was the Bears, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. It was the Bears. One of the ones I had to, you know, the Bears, I thought that they were, because their defense has been, like, lights out. And I thought, oh, and then they're going to have Osweiler, you know, he's a backup playing. And I thought, oh, they're going to, they're going to, like, slaughter him. And then Osweiler comes out. And I I laughed because I was just like, wow. Like, but it's, it's kind of hard to, as a defense, you know, they're probably, planning for Tannehill and his, you know, his things. And then all of a sudden you got a whole new quarterback and does totally different things and, you know, definitely threw them off balance. So, you know, good for the Dolphins, good for them, you know, finding a way to win. I think that was just almost comical, but it was, it was, it was good. It was good for them. And Osweiler bringing them back. I mean, they were down by a lot against that Khalil Mackla defense. I mean, for him to bring them back, yeah, good for him. So they're kind of going to be a fun team to watch. They're going to play the Lions this weekend. Uh, I think the Dolphins will win that game because the Lions sure are continuing to struggle. Uh, but uh, I uh, I think the Dolphins may be one of those, you know, keep an eye out. Just keep an eye out. You never know. Um, of course, the Rams just continue their dominance all over the place. Uh that team is just basically unstoppable. They will be playing the 49ers on Sunday. They got flexed the, the flexed out. Uh, it was supposed to be a Sunday night football game. It is now a day game, uh, but I imagine the Rams will just continue uh, their, their dominance there because um, they're just <laughs> a really, really good football team, and they are a much better football team uh, than the 49ers. Of course, we're recording this before Monday night football, so – uh, it's very possible the 49ers come out and surprise everybody and get a, a win tonight. Uh, but even if they do that, it will be against a struggling Packers team. Uh, and the Rams are struggling on nothing, nowhere. I mean, someone's going to beat them someday. I just don't know that it's going to be this um, this Sunday. But that brings up a kind of an odd, interesting point that I always think about. And I would just love to hear your thoughts about it. And I'm, this is kind of out of left field, so forgive me. But I always feel like when a team is rolling, 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 I always think it's better for them to lose one or two games during the regular season uh, than to go in the playoffs undefeated. Do you have any thoughts on that? I know it's such a weird thing, but I think you're you're going to lose sometimes, so you're better off kind of getting those losses. Does that make sense? No, it does. I think for um, you know when you when you do lose, there's something to be gained from that because you make mistakes that you won't make again mm-hmm. theoretically. You know what I'm saying? So if you go in and you think you're just perfect on every single thing, um, and then you, you know, to lose in the playoffs is a, is a big hit because you know, you're better than that. You know, you know, you can, you could have made those adjustments, but you didn't know about them. So, you know, I, I agree with that a hundred percent because I think that losing is not always, it's not always terrible. Like there's things that you learn from it. And I think losing makes you better for the next time you face either that opponent or another similar like opponent. So either way, I think anytime you do lose, you learn, you know, things that you can improve on. So I, you know, I, you know, it, 
of course, everybody wants their team to go 16 and 0, but it's not always, um, that's never, it's, it doesn't seem like I've never seen a team bulldoze through like that. Maybe the Warriors, <laughs> but other than that, like I have never seen them do like teams just don't do that because they're, they're just, it's it just, it's not, it's not, I don't know how to say it. It's not, um, it's not typical, you know, it's like they're, they're teams that are, they're all good teams and, you know, there's coaching and there's aspects to it. So if there's something you're, nobody does everything perfect all the time. And I think that you can definitely learn from a loss. I actually felt a couple of years ago or a few years ago when the uh, Panthers played the Broncos in the Super Bowl, I think a loss or two would have really behooved them because you had Newton was still really young and relatively new to the league. And um, I think, you know, they just, they really kind of bulldozed through the season and they were fabulous, unstoppable and they got to the Super Bowl. And obviously that's a huge stage to be on for anybody, but I felt like a loss or two probably would have really helped them um, and potentially would have helped them, you know, win the Super Bowl. Not that anyone's trying to lose, but it's just kind of an interesting thought process. It's something I've always, you know, thought about. Um, So it's just kind of a random tangent, but I thought of it as I'm thinking of the Rams who very well could go 16 and 0 because I just don't know who could stop them, but they could go, they made, they actually could go through and win the Super Bowl without losing a game. And they're just really a fantastic football team. I mean, they barely beat the Broncos yesterday, but they did beat them. Um, right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think it'll just be kind of interesting to see. So this weekend's matchups that are kind of going to be interesting to watch. Um, so the Sunday night game is now Cincinnati at Kansas city. Uh, and the Bengals are also quietly putting together uh, a pretty good season. They're four and two right now. Uh, so they are certainly a team to watch. New Orleans will be taking on the Ravens. We got four and one versus four and two. I think New Orleans is actually a much better football team. So I expect them to win that game, but it still will be, a good one to watch um, other than the, the other ones that we've discussed. Um, And, you know, the NFL season's coming together. We're getting here into week seven. So we're almost halfway through the season. Uh, Oh, and I almost forgot about, and I don't know how I could because those moves were not to be forgotten. I want to talk a little bit about that Kirk Cousins dance because I appreciated that out of him. I really did. I was like, you know what? Go you Kirk Cousins. You do you boo. I loved it. (laughs) Dad dance. I was like, oh my gosh. That's like, that was <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> I thought, I'm like, oh gosh, the dad dance is coming out. And yep. <laughs> but you know, it was so cute because he's like, he's finding a way to relate to his, you know, teammates and what they're doing with a dance. He's thinking he's going to do his own dance. And I just thought that was just so great. It's just, it's fun to see a team like really unified like that. I agree. And you know what else is fun is I think it's really fun to see Kirk Cousins having fun. You know, he's had a very uh, up and down career, and I don't necessarily even mean on the field. I feel like, you know, off the field, he's kind of dealt with a lot. Um, And I think he's having a good time. And I know Minnesota has been, you know, some games are super dominant, some games are really struggling, um, and they're, they're a little bit up and down. But it looks like Kirk Cousins is having fun because I think he likes playing for the Vikings. The Vikings like him and are happy to have him there. Uh, They are, like you said, unifying as a team. And so, you know, you see that side of him. And, you know, we saw it a couple years ago with the, you like that? You like that? And um, this is that side of Kirk Cousins, which is, you know, just, it's just fun to watch. I keep using that same word. Um, But it's it's nice to see when a player is really enjoying being on a team and the team really enjoys having him there, especially after a career where, you know, he was almost persona non grata, but they wouldn't let him leave. Um, And so I think, 
this is this is a cool thing to see. And we'll see what happens. And the Vikings are still a team to be reckoned with, even with the struggles. Yeah, they absolutely are. And I think even on defense, they have they have a lot of things going for them. And, you know, it's going to be, like I said, there's going to be, you know, things can change at any minute on any team, it seems like. So, you know, there's a lot of football to be played. And I think um, it, it was it was fun to obviously see him. And I think that's what makes football fun is to see those personalities, you know, shine through. And I like Kirk Cousins more after that. <laughs> I, like, I agree. I think it's uh, – I agree with you. I thought that was that was fun to see. That was a good – that was a good time. I keep using that same word, but I think it's the best one to describe it. Um, but, you know, always you always like to see some players with personality. You love to see the personalities come through. Um, and that was definitely some good personality. I don't, I don't think that image will ever leave my head, and I'm cool with it. <laughs> um well i think i think we've covered much of the nfl here i hope everyone enjoys a sports exciting sports week ahead uh we have both uh like i said alcs nlcs nba premieres this week nhl has already started we're going into week seven of the nfl there's college football abound go blue michigan had a great win the other day so just want to give some props there um, and, uh, that's basically it. We will talk to you next week. Steph, thank you as always. Thank you. And have fun at the game. Thanks. Thanks guys. Yep. After this, I head over to green Bay, uh, to cover the 49ers Packers game. So next week I'll be able to talk about this game and the Rams game for better or for worse. So we shall see how that goes. Um, all right, fangirl nation. We will talk to you next week. Bye all.